I think by the end of the season, we have full stadiums. We have the full might of the fan base behind this team. And I think the veteran skipper, Joe Girardi, gets this team to the playoffs. All right, well, welcome everyone to whatever this is. Uh, my name is Andrew, and I really just wanted to talk about the Phillies with my friends. So uh, I'll let that friend introduce himself now. What's going on? I'm Bob. And yeah, I have no idea what we're doing, but we're doing it. We are doing it. I mean, no one really seems to make podcasts these days. So I figure... I've never heard a podcast before. You, you texted me today. I was like, what's a podcast? We had an hour-long conversation about podcasts. I think so it's like the radio on, on demand. Is that what I right. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a new, it's a new thing. We'll, we'll, um, maybe we'll be pioneers okay. and people will actually start you know, making these sort of things. We're innovators. Yeah, we absolutely. absolutely. And then to be even more, to be even more unique, we're going to do a podcast about sports. And even more specifically about the Phillies. Because there aren't enough of those nowadays. So um, definitely not. As we record this, it is about six fifteen on March the thirtieth. So we are we're less than forty eight hours from opening day. Which whoa, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's great news after a year. Well, I mean, if you really want to think, but it's been a year and a half since a our last traditional baseball game. I mean, they. You know, I would scream a- more and louder, but I don't want to blow out your eardrums. So. <laughs> It's it it is fantastic. It's nice that I think by the end of the summer we're going to be at pretty high capacity at the ballparks, and you know we're going to have vaccines that are out there, and we'll be we'll be pretty close to normal. So, so not only is there the excitement of baseball, but there's the excitement of getting back to just normal lives. It's 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 nice. We just kind of joked about it as we got on here, but you know we've been in a year of this now of uh, of nothingness and everythingness and been, just it's been weird andrew it's been weird yeah 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 so um yeah let's let's dive right in so yesterday i believe it was the phillies made their final final decisions on who's going to make the roster we got our our 26 names i won't run down the list but um i, I think there were a couple surprises on the list um I think the headline for me is Scott Kingery. He, you know, he's been on the opening day roster for a couple of years in a row now, and and we we know that he struggled a bit. Uh, I think that that first spring training, he he was, I mean, out of the gates was phenomenal. He got that contract, and even into the season, he he played well. And it's just, I don't know what what's it been two and a half years now. It just just seems to be seems to be things going wrong with him. So I, I like the move. I'm just I'm surprised they did it. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's understandable. Um, I mean, he really, I mean, besides his first two years, he really hasn't, uh, I mean, a little bit in 2019, he really hasn't found his sort of footing. Uh, last year was rougher. Everybody, it's a weird season. He didn't bat over the Mendoza line. He only batted 194 that year. Mm-hmm. Um so and it's just you know it's it's weird. As far as I can remember, he was the only one on the team who who had a case of COVID. Am I am I wrong? I, I, there may have been more, but I, I I feel like that had to have an impact too. And and don't get me wrong, he was struggling before that. But but you know you know we don't we, I guess we still don't really know the full effects of what COVID does to the body. So 
I think that played a role too. So um, yeah, it's it's it is uh it's it's weird and uh, you know actually I was looking at the wrong stats. I was looking at his stats for uh you know for for the spring training for last year, but even even yeah. season last year he was still. Uh, I mean, that was yeah. I was gonna so. say it, it, it. His numbers were not far off from from what you said. So, yeah, it it it'll be it'll be nice to see him get. I'm assuming he'll start every game down there. I don't know what position. I mean, I, I'm assuming second, but they might you know have him jump around down there too because he is versatile. He's I think he's shown that he can he can bounce around a la. Uh, I mean, Benzo versus always the one that comes to my head is like the guy who could who could do that well, who could play a couple different positions and still go up there and bat. Really well. Well, let me pose this question to you, Andrew. Um, are you where are you on the fence of the? Uh, he should be in a set position, or he should be all over the place? Because there's there's been that argument for uh, since he's been here, pretty mm-hmm. much. Of should he just be in second base? Should he just be in center field? Does bouncing around different positions hurt him? Well, I think this will be the year we'll find out because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Segura Segura's contract is up after this year. Maybe next year, but I want to say this year. So that second base position will open up. So I think this might be the year to to cement him at second. The problem is when he, because I do think he'll eventually get called up. The problem is he he is going to have to bounce around if you want him to start. He's going to have to fill in at second and fill in in center and yeah, maybe give it shortstop or two. So it's it it is a fence, like you said. It's it's. I think if I had my preference, I'd like. Any there, any player would like to just have a set position, mm-hmm. and even though I even though I mentioned Ben Zobrist, who was, I mean, to me the blueprint of a guy who can bounce around and and still put up batting numbers that are that are that are respectable. So, um, yeah, I would prefer him to be in one position, but this 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 year I, I think he's still going to have to bounce around if he's if he's going to improve and if he's going to come up here and, and and make a difference on the on the major league club. Yeah, I mean, I looked at Segura's contract. He's he's here for a couple more years, um, yeah. and it's I don't know. It's there's the question of you know do they you know do they you know, is Gene going to be here for the remainder of his contract or, mm-hmm. or do they? I mean, I think I would think Phillies fans and and the, the organization would rather have you know that money dealt somewhere else and and not have to deal with uh, Segura. Although he's been you know very serviceable for. The time he's been here. Yeah, I like him a lot, especially because this year um, he's going to be probably in the bottom third of the lineup, and we'll we'll get to the lineup in a little bit. Um, but I really like him down there. He, I don't think he walks a lot, but he hits a lot. He'll, you know, his batting average is usually you know high two hundreds, low three hundreds, and the on base is much higher, which you'd like to see improve. But you know what? He he he, especially in spring, he seems to be uh, running out the ball a lot harder and and showing a little more. Um, um, I don't want to say effort because they all put in effort, but I don't know something. Something looked a little different this year in spring training, but maybe I'm just being hopeful. But um, then again, Gene has been a guy that gets traded quite a bit in his career. I I don't I know he's been on several different teams. Um, so yeah, I mean maybe that that continues, and depending on this how this year goes, they may they may ship him out and have Kingery take over second. I don't know. I I, I think it just depends on how this season plays out. It's it's going to be interesting to to really see how this progresses with him and and the team, uh, especially with guys like uh, Stott coming up. Because mm, um, yes. you have a really you have a real big 
kind of a situation where you, you have like you have Didi right now, you have mm-hmm. Gene, you have Scott, and then you have Stott coming up. Uh, so that second shortstop combo is is you know you have one side it's, it's agent out, you have you know mm-hmm. the other side with with Stott and hopefully Kingery or it's a younger uh, mold and and I think pretty soon you guys start figuring out within the next year or two. Uh, hopefully this season, you know who your long term, yeah, up the middle is going to be. Yeah, and and I think Stott, I think he he's probably in line to debut next year. I don't think we'll see him this year, and and it works out because Didi's contract, I believe, was two years. So once that's up, I think the plan is have Stott be ready or plan on Stott being ready to come up at that point. So uh, timeline wise, it, it could work out. I mean, this is baseball and. Plans change, so um, you, you never know. And yeah. speaking of up the middle, we're talking about you know second and short. Center field has been <laughs> just the what? discussion of a lifetime. Not only this, not only this year, but the last few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's been since what Shane McDorino was the last uh, you know mainstay out there. I can't think of yeah, yeah. who else has has really made a name for themselves out there since uh, yeah, Ben they, Revere. But. They were hoping, yeah, they were hoping that Ben Revere would be the guy, but obviously that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Well, I still want funny. a refund of my jersey for Ben Revere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had that one home run he hit out yeah. to right. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Probably that one home run. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's it's nice to mention center field because another one of the, to me it was a surprise that. Oduwa didn't make the team, and we can get into the all of the field stuff for Oduwa, which actually I do want to do that. But looking at it purely from the on-field performance standpoint, at the beginning of spring training, at least that first week, it looked like he had that starting spot in the bag. I mean, Hazley went down with an injury. Kingery wasn't uh, playing well at all. There was Roman Quinn, but Roman always just feels like you know, the speed off the bench and, and a fill-in kind of guy. So that first week, I thought for sure Oduba was on track to be the opening day starter. And then the last, what, three, four weeks, batting average just plummeted, and it, it kind of looked reminiscent of the Oduba we saw the last time he was on the Major League roster. So, um, yeah, the decision was made. It looks like it's a platoon between Hazley and Quinn out in center field. Um it probably just all depend on who the opposing pitcher is. Although Joe Girardi doesn't seem to be a huge fan of Hazley. Hazley, I still feel like hasn't gotten a a fair shot out in the center. So maybe something changes this year. What, what, I mean, what do you think? Do you yeah? Are you are you a fan of Hazley out there? Would you rather see Roman Quinn with that speed? What do you think? I mean, I when Roman Quinn first hit the the scene, you know, odd number of years ago, I was really. Um, hopeful of him. I, he's, he reminded me of a Michael Bourne type, who a guy who I I missed when when we uh, get rid of him. But yeah. you know, he just hasn't worked out. Injuries have happened and all that. Um, and I I don't understand, especially this spring, why people aren't talking more about Hazley, especially the the mm-hmm. his own manager. Yeah, uh, he's bat. He bat at three sixteen this spring training. With, like, yeah, with with that injury, I mean, he he yeah. missed some time with the injury, and he still looked well, or he's you know played well. Um, I agree. It's I, not I, like good. It's not like he had like a horrible you know last couple of seasons. He's serviceable average the last two years two seventy eight mm-hmm. and two sixty six. So, uh, I mean, he can he can play defense. He's not going to hurt you out there. I, I just do. You need a. A long-term option that's probably better than him, yeah. But I give him a shot, let him run with it. 
And uh, I like I personally like to see him in the open day roster and um see him, you know, win that job. because uh, yeah. I think he deserves it. Yeah, I I I think he is a fringe somewhere in between a third your you know, your center fielder and a fourth outfielder. He as of right now, because we I don't think we've seen a prolonged um uh, time with him out, you know, starting every game in center field. And I, I agree. I would like to see that. I I'm hoping he's the opening day starter and I hope he plays every game for the first, you know, ten games or whatever. We get a get an idea of how that would look. And I do like Roman Quinn. Um but it does it does feel like he has become the bench guy. He's the late, you know, seventh, eighth inning um pinch runner, you know, go out and be his defensive replacement. It just it just feels like that's that's where Roman Quinn is, whether that's fair or not. You know, you know, so be it. Um, one other, I think, surprise to go over for um, the roster before we move on. Um, I was a little surprised that Jojo Romero didn't make the team. Um, he would have been the second lefty after uh, Jose Alvarado, who's been, man, he's got a, a cannon for an arm, but he cannot aim it right now. And I think that's why the Rays may have may have flipped him over here. Um, it uh, so it, it looked like it came down to Jojo Romero and maybe Sean Coonrod for the last for the last spot in the bullpen, and, and they went with Coonrod the righty. Uh, so the bullpen right now, the only lefty is is Alvarado, which I don't know in 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 today's baseball with the with the three batter rule out of the bullpen. I don't know how much how much importance there is in having a, a you know that lefty specialist. Um. I'm curious what you what you think. Did you did you see JoJo making the opening day roster after? I mean, he looked impressive for his first couple outings last year. I know he got a little shaky towards the end, but I don't know. To me, I thought he was almost a lock to make the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I I am surprised. Um, you know, he didn't have a bad spring training. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. His numbers were were pretty good. Um, and his, last year, I thought he would have some sort of um, I don't know. Like a chance with last year. He, I know last year the the ERA was inflated, but you know everybody in that bullpen. Yeah, you could have had the similar ERA in that <laughs> bullpen last year. Uh, but I thought he, yeah, I thought he deserved the chance. I, I think the fans like him. He has a sort of swagger about him. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a long stint in the minors. If you're asking me, mm-hmm. I think the, I think he's the first man up when someone goes down, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's for uh, not being effective or injury. Um, so I, I do see, we see Jojo here for most of the year. Uh, just, you know, yeah, it's a little shocking that he's starting the year in the minors. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I definitely think we'll see him up here sooner than later. Um, so just to give a rundown of what the bullpen does look like now, um, Again, the one lefty, Jose Alvarado. Then you have Archie Bradley, Connor Brogdon, Sam Coonrod, David Hale, Brandon Kinsler, Hector Neris, and Vince Velasquez. Now, I do really quickly. So as we went through that list, I should have stopped. But if you notice, there were quite a few veteran names there that, you, that you're like, okay, you know, I know of this guy. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a bullpen guy. I, I've heard the name before. Let me flip back the calendar a year and read you off the 2020 uh, bullpen names on opening day. Hector Neris, familiar. Mm-hmm. Adam mm-hmm. Morgan, who he had his ups and downs. I, I, I was a fan, but you know he, he's no longer here. Jose mm-hmm. Alvarez, again, I, one I would have liked to keep around, but um, I'm not sure where, where he ended up. And then the rest. Diolis G- Guerra, 
I think it's like exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> Tommy Hunter, good old Tommy Hunter, who is Tommy Hunter. Uh, Cole Irvin, who I like the guy. You know, he he, he seemed like a nice dude, but his girlfriend doesn't like this. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Trevor Kelly, never heard of him. Reggie McLean, never heard of him. <laughs> Ramon Rosso, Austin Davis, and my favorite name in recent Phillies memory, Nick Pavetta. So that was the opening day bullpen last year. Quite a star contrast. And I think a, quite a bit of credit has to go to Dave Dombrowski. I know when when that move was made to bring him in um, and move Matt Klintak to whatever broom closet he's working out of now, I, there was some skepticism. Uh, Dombrowski is known for being, a, I think, an all-in kind of GM, but not really looking to the future. As far as the minor leagues here go, there wasn't much of a of a uh, minor league system for him to pull from. So it was interesting to see him, I guess, go a little bit of a different route as far as free agents over trades. I so far, you know, without having games having been played, I'm I'm happy with Dombrowski and the job he's done with his roster. What uh, what do you think? Uh, I the 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 jury is still out with me. I I don't hate it. Uh, I don't love it. I am sort of indifferent. Um, I really would like to see um, it's mainly because I want to see how this team plays and how he reacts and how this team plays, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's adding to it or um, what have you. Uh, I, I would say sell off pieces, but there's not many pieces to sell off unless you would really want to do a full rebuild. Um, hopefully it's adding. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's a little too early for me. Um, he wasn't my first choice, mm-hmm. or my second, or my third, or my fifth, or my <laughs> tenth choice for GM. Um, maybe we could talk about that in the future. Uh, but uh, you know, he he's here and he has a ped- pedigree, and uh, let's see if his pedigree, uh, you know, can can work here. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I, 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 just looking at the bullpen alone is what is what. Impresses me might not be the right word, but I'll use it now. Impresses me with what he's done. But I agree. You know, let's let's revisit this. You know, mid May, mid June, when we've seen how the bullpen performs, and we're all screaming our heads off because you know three out of the however many guys are out there are not performing, and we're ready for a full cleanup again. Um, and one last thing on the bullpen before we move on, the closer role. You know, it, it feels like we're going to have a defined closer. And if I had to guess, it's probably going to be Hector again. Uh, you know, he's been there basically the last, uh, what, five, six years. I think he's the longest tenured Philly currently. So, you know, he's 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 got the experience. You know, a couple of the names there. We talked about Jose Alvarado. Briefly mentioned Archie Bradley, but we didn't get into him. Um, both guys, I believe they both have closer experience. I know Archie has. Um, what do you think? Do you think Naris is the right choice right now? Or do you kind of base it off of what the numbers were in spring training. And I think Archie Bradley was, was looking better if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is Hector Naris's eighth year with wow. the big club. Um, and uh, not an old guy, only 31. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think me and you are on the Hector train. I think he gets a lot of, uh, undue hate, but that's just because of the position of being a closer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do like Archie Bradley. I was really pumped when uh, Dave brought him on. Uh, and I think, um, you know, I would like Hector to be the, the guy all season, but I do think they're going to, you know, kind of play uh, volleyball a little bit with both those guys and, and see how each of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would start the season with Hector. I think that's Hector's job. Uh, he's been a closer here before. And uh, I think it also will help the bullpen long term because I think I think that will fire up a guy like Archie. I think Archie would want to be the closer, and and if you know if him not being the closer to start of the year kind of fires him up and makes him be better, and it's kind of a nice competition. I mean, that's that's good for the the whole bullpen back there. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. I I think you will see Neris when the situation calls for it. He'll be the closer to to start the year, and 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 it'll play out from there. Um, so opening day, uh, you know, hopefully there will be a safe situation for uh, Daenerys to come into. Actually, no, you know what? Never mind. I hope it's you know they're up by ten and there's there's no need for Daenerys to come in. But, to be honest, the the, the visitor closer is a, is a job that you never want to use. Like I hope every game is a blowout. People are like, oh, yeah. I love close games. Nope, yeah. nope, blowout everybody yeah. in the world. Like that, uh, like that. What was it? Fourteen inning game with the White Sox a couple years ago, where uh, yeah. I think you and I were the only people left in the ballpark watching the game. And uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, I, those are those are fun games with other teams playing. I rather, yeah. <laughs> I rather have Harper hit a grand slam and this is it's over. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so on that opening day, I'm curious what your ideal lineup looks like because. There are options this year. There are a couple spots that I think are, are are pretty set in stone, but the middle of that lineup can be moved any which way. And I'm I'm curious to hear hear what your uh, ideal opening day lineup is. And with the caveat being that I believe they're facing the lefty Max Freed. So you know how do you how do you stack up against a lefty? You know what we talked about this before we got on. I haven't really had a chance to fully think about everything, but I'm just gonna hmm I, this I the lineup is the best. Thing about this team, I think. Yeah, um, and if you uh, want, to, I have a list here. So why don't I read off what I have? Yeah, you go first, and and I might have a similar list. Okay, so I think no one would disagree that McCutcheon's your leadoff hitter, and I'm I'm really looking forward to McCutcheon this year. It is his last. I know it's his last year of his contract, so I'm really curious to see see what he does. You know, now we're a full what year and a half removed from from his injury, so I, mm-hmm. I'm really excited. But again. Let's not make this podcast last three and a half hours and go into yeah. each player. But but yes, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Andrew McCutcheon. I have Hoskins hitting number two. I have Harper third. This is where I got a little caught up because Romuto is typically the cleanup hitter. But in an ideal world, I like Alec Bohm as cleanup guy. I, I just I am so impressed with the way he his eye at the plate, the way he the way he approaches his bats. And I like him in the cleanup hole. For a couple of reasons, one, I know he could knock in any of those top three guys, and I'm pretty confident that of his ability to get on base for then Realmuto to clean up, you know, the four guys in front of him, whoever ends up getting on. I like Realmuto in that five hole, kind of opens up more RBI opportunities for him, and then you put uh, DD in that six hole, Segura about seventh. Uh, I have Adam Hazley here batting eighth from center field because opening day, I, I think he should be the starter. And then we're back to uh, the pitcher batting ninth, which I think we could get into DH, but then we might hit that four-hour mark because I don't think we agree on on the DH in the National League. So we could we could save that for another day. But at least yeah, there's, yeah. there's there's top eight. What what do you think? Um, my thoughts are very similar. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just there are guys in this lineup. There are two guys in particular in this lineup that I think need a little bit of protection. Uh, one of them being Reese Hoskins, who, uh, you know, when he first came up, he was raking. Uh, and he has a tendency to sort of slide in and out of um, slumps, uh, usually. And the other guy is Alec Bohm. Just because he's a younger guy, I do think he's going to rake in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to have an excellent career at the plate. Um, defense, we'll see. Maybe he's a long-term DH in the future. Again, a battle royale we will have <laughs> hopefully mm-hmm. later on. Um, but yeah, so my lineup, uh, same thing. One is Kutch. Uh, a two, I have your best hitter, Bryce Harper, is mm-hmm. bat number two. Okay. okay. I think uh, he needs a bat number two. I, and I think uh, I in number three, I had a guy number three until five seconds ago <laughs> when I changed it in my head. Number three is Alec Bohm. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Alec Bohm is the kind of guy that uh, will do well in that spot. And I think he will do well in between two great hitters, one of them being Bryce Harper, and the other one being JT or Muto in the four hole. Um, I have Didi batting fifth. Mm-hmm. In the sixth hole, I have Reese Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Until I see that consistency come back, I want him back there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, again, he's in between two guys who are, you know, I like a lot in DD and the number seven hole hitter, which would be uh, Gene Segura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and batting the eighth slot, I know we just talked about how we both like Hazley. We want him to be the center fielder. We are facing a lefty two years ago. He didn't do very well against lefties. Mm-hmm. I think the opening day center fielder is Roman Quinn. Better than yep. the eighth hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I and and um so aside from uh that center field spot, I kind of figured that two through six was gonna be where the where the differences are. And and that's the beauty of this team is I think both lineups that we just put out there are equally as uh competitive. I, there are just so many guys in in that mix that can get on base and can knock everyone in. So you mentioned that this is the strength of the team. I, I can't disagree. I mean, there's, it's it's a pretty solid lineup from one to seven, and and you can include eight because I think I would take either Hazley or Roman Quinn as as my number eight hitter any day of the week. So, oh, absolutely. Um, there, there's so many guys in this team that can play at when they're when they are hidden the way they are hidden at their you know the top level. There are a number of guys on this team who can bat in numerous spots. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say almost every single person, with, the, with probably the exception of a Quinn or a Hazley, could bat in three to four different positions in this lineup, uh, depending on how hot or not they are. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I just, the depth of this lineup, when healthy, I think can go toe to toe to anybody in the, in the NL East. Yeah, and um, that's actually a great segue because first I was going to mention I, I I think I would take this lineup over any lineup in the East, and that's not me saying that any of these lineups are bad in any way or even below average. It's just 
the consistency, or maybe not even the consistency, but but the ability, like you mentioned, for Joe Girardi to kind of shuffle this lineup and, and still be just as effective. It's just it's a it's a great problem to have, I guess is a good way to put it. Um so speaking of the East, I think there's a lot of concerns in this division. I I think it's the hardest division in baseball right now because who's who's next? You know, you've got the NL West where it's the Dodgers and Padres and nothing else. You've got the yeah. Central, which I mean, it's the Cardinals and nobody else. So at least in the National League, I, I do think this division is the uh the hardest to, to compete in. And you move this Phillies team into the central, and I'm so much more confident in their ability to compete for the division title. Whereas now in the East, my biggest concern is how improved the Mets are and how much it seems their new owner is willing to go to continue to improve them. And I, well, we'll get into a little bit, but I I still, the Braves are still at the top for me, but the Mets are going to be a thorn in the side of RT of the Phillies for this year and for years to come. And it sucks. <laughs> it, 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 you know, I, I, I hate that they are improving so much and are going to compete like the way they are. So with all that said, because now I'm rambling, what, what do you see as, as the number one concern as far as the Phillies being able to succeed in this division and attempt to make the playoffs for the first time in 10 years? Uh, they're pitching. Uh, I think I will take our lineup on its best day against any other lineup uh, in this division. I think it comes down to our pitching. Uh, I like our first three in the rotation. Um, Zach Eflin, that is my breakout pick of the year for the Phils. Yep. Uh, I really like his stuff. Uh, I don't think he's talked about nearly enough. I think people just kind of poo-poo him as like, you know, a guy that uh, we got in a trade that didn't work out, but I think it's, I think it's working out. I think it's going to work out. Um, the bullpen, you know, I know you like what, you know, Dave has done with his bullpen. I still have nightmares of 2020 yeah. bullpen <laughs> being the worst bullpen ever. Uh, so it's fair. It just goes back to, to what I said. This, this is the best division of baseball. And, and I don't think that the best, the best way I could think I could say it is I don't think the best teams in the league are in this division, but the most competitively equal teams are in this division. Um, yes. So it's it kind of leads into my next question here. How many wins do you think it'll take to win this division? Because with it being so competitive between what could be three, four, and if the Marlins decide to, you know, really break out this year, it could be all five teams competing. So how many wins do you think it'll take to, to win this division? Well, if we go back, because that's not where you're going to count 2020 because of the weird shortened season. Uh, if we go back to 2019, the Atlanta Braves won this division by four games with 97 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to be, it may not be 97. I think it's going to be, I would say low 90s. I would say probably you're going to be like 92, 93 mm-hmm. to win this division because I think it's just it's super competitive. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any 
team that's, you know, super above, way above anybody else. Um, so I do think it's going to be maybe even even in the, the high 80s. Yeah. Um, I, I think at the end of the year, you may look at the East and go, oh, these teams didn't win, you know, as much as the Astros or the Dodgers mm-hmm. or the Yankees. But it's because, like you said, it was, it's just such a competitive division, in my opinion. Yes. And, and there's so, so many other divisions in, this, in baseball are you know tip top guys and then like the bottom feeders yeah i i have written here i have 90 with a question mark and i I think it might be that first team to hit 90 wins is who's going to win the division it just it's so it is so it is going to be so tight and it's going to come down to somebody winning by two games or or, you know whatever whatever it ends up being but i think 90 wins might be enough to do it and that sucks because the phillies could end up having their first winning season since what 20, 2011 was the last one, right? So, and and miss miss the playoffs entirely. You know they could they could win eighty six, eighty seven games and and be competitive. And it's just because you're playing the Braves nineteen times and the Mets nineteen times and the Nationals and the, and the Marlins. It's it's going to be tough. And if they get a record that you know normally screams playoffs and they miss the playoffs, I. <laughs> I mean, I guess in one sense I'll be happy because they played well, but I'll also be severely disappointed because it just just sucks. <laughs> it would it would it would just be it would just be a terrible outcome. So, um, so I think to kind of wrap things up here, or at least start to head down the the wrap it up trail, um, kind of curious to to look at um, each division and. and some very early on predictions as far as where we think um you know each division will end up and if you don't mind i'll 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 read off what i have here again and and Mm -hmm. you know kind of have you spitball off of it so we'll start with the american league which i think we can both agree neither one of us are very familiar with but we'll, we'll we'll try our best here um i think out in the west i think the astros win it mainly because you know there's not much competition although I have my eyes on the Angels this year. I'm 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 curious to see what they can do. You know, Shohei Otani looks like he's going to be really good. <laughs> I mean, he he he's he's been playing or he's been pitching and batting in some games, and and he just the man can do it all. So, and uh, I, I don't know if you're familiar. The Angels have a little bit of controversy on center field too. They have this guy uh, Mike Trout that they're. They're just not sure if they want to play him out there. So never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> so I, I, I am curious because you got to think for Mike Trout, it's 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 getting to the point where it's like, all right, guys, come on, you know, it's I've been putting up these Hall of Fame numbers and and we're we're going nowhere. So, um, I still think it's the Astros division to lose. It might be the last year for them to to do something, but uh, I am curious to see if the Angels can can pull something off out there. Uh, in the central, uh, I'm looking at the White Sox. Uh, they made a lot of flashy moves, which doesn't always work out. But I, I just feel like they have really they they were clicking last year. I know they got knocked out, I think, by the Rays in the playoffs. Uh, but I think they've only improved, and, and I I, um, I see them winning that division. In the East, I think it's the Yankees in a runaway. I don't I don't know who's going to compete with them there. Uh, for the first wild card spot, I've got the Twins. Um, and then for the second wild card spot, I have the Rays or the Angels because I'm just not sure yet. If I had to pick one, I think I'm going to go Rays just because they always seem to to to, to string things together and, and make something happen. So 
for the American League, you have any uh, any thoughts on those picks? Any any um any big disagreements there? Uh, no huge disagreements. I think we're uh, pretty on track with the, the West and the Central. Uh, I think in the East, I think the Yankees. Uh, I think they come back with a vengeance in the East. Uh, I think you know, it was a weird season. They they lost the East by seven games, but I think they just come back with a fury. Um, the Rays, they do it again. They they get rid of guys after had a, having a great season. They go to the World yeah. Series and get rid of their star pitcher. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's just small market baseball. Sometimes it's yeah, it just doesn't work out for whatever reason ownership. Um, but I think that I think the Yankees come back with a vengeance and um, you know not to get too ahead of ourselves, but I, I have a good feeling about the Yankees and the rest of the playoff. Yeah. Uh, run they have. Yeah, I think we'll 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 be in agreement there. But let's uh, let's hop over to the National League, where we're a little bit more familiar with um, the teams out west. I kind of want you to answer this one first because I'm curious. It, I'm assuming for you it comes down to Dodgers Padres, and um, yeah, I'm curious as to as to your uh, how you think that's going to shake out. It's still the Dodgers. It's still mm-hmm. the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, unless it is the Dodgers. All the way, I, it's just it's such a good team. It's it is it is the model. I think everybody should follow mm-hmm. how the Dodgers, their farm system, you know, you know how they groom people, how they bring people in. I think the Dodgers are the the top of the top as far as how teams I think should build a baseball team in this day and age. Don't get me wrong, love the Padres, love what they did, a lot of moves, but it just to me screams like. The team, there's always a team that like will make a move or make a couple of moves that were maybe they were on the the cliff, they were on the edge, you know, last year. I know they were in the you know playoffs for a little bit in the wild card series, uh, but I still think it's the Dodgers in the West. Um, I agree. I don't think. It's going to be a runaway. I do think they're going to have to fend off the Padres throughout the year, but I do agree that it'll come down to the Dodgers winning. They just, you, I mean, for all the reasons you said, they're just such a well-built team, and yeah, you know, they only improve. They brought in Trevor Bauer, who I don't know if he'll be, you know, what he was last year, but it's still a great arm to add to that rotation. So, uh, yeah, I, I have the Dodgers winning out west. The Central, I think it's obvious. I think it's the Cardinals, and I don't think it's close. I mean, uh, the Cubs sold off a lot of their pieces. Uh, the Brewers, I mean, might be able to compete for a bit, but I just, it's the Cardinals for me in the Central. What do you think? Yeah, I think, um, you talk about like competitive divisions. Uh, I think after the East, it, the Central is the most competitive. I think the teams in the East are better yeah. um, top to bottom, but I think as far as just looking at uh, competition-wise, the NL Central is a, a division to really look at. Um, I, yeah, it's it's I, it's it's the Cardinals for me as well. I, 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 sort, I sort of hate that we're going this with the same picks, but um, <laughs> it's I that one is going to be interesting to look at. I mean, even just looking at last year in a weird year between the first place Cubs and the fourth place Brewers with a five game difference yeah uh which is which is just insane um so 
up for grabs, but in the end, I think uh, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I mean, adding uh, Nolan Arenado certainly uh, doesn't hurt their cause. And... Does not hurt their cause. <laughs> and it will also we'll put the rest, or maybe put the rest, the, uh, can he hit outside of uh, Colorado? Yeah, and that's for any player. I, I think that's such a silly argument. Uh, I mean, look at DJ LeMahieu with the Yankees. He is still, I think he's even improved. You know, uh, I just, I don't know. I think that's somewhat of a silly argument, but I don't know. Maybe I'll be proven wrong and Arenado will become quite average, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so here's where, I mean, if we're going to disagree anywhere, I think the best chance of it is here. So the NL East. Uh, for the division winner, I have the Braves. I just, after, you know, they were just a couple outs away of making the World Series last year. And I mean, similar to the Dodgers, there's, they're, they have these minor leaguers that when somebody on the major league roster goes down, they can just pluck somebody and, and bring them up and they play well. And it's, it's just, I mean, you've got Freddie Freeman, you've got Ronald Acuna, who, I mean, he could, he could potentially win MVP this year. He's, he's just, he and the, the, the if there's going to be a lineup that I'm that I'm worried about being you know competitive if not better than the Phillies it would it would be the Braves lineup so um, I just I don't see anything out of the Phillies or the Mets or the Nationals or the Marlins to make me think anybody will be able to uh, to remove the Braves from the top of the East so now do you or do you disagree at this point or are we going to go for six for six as far as uh, agreement. I think we're going to go for six for six, but I do <laughs> think at one point or another, each team is going to be mentioned as yeah, possibly yeah. winning this division. Uh, I think, um, you know, just like the central is competitive, I think in the central, at least four of the five teams will be mentioned at some point as possibly winning that division. Uh, I think in the East, you'll get um, somebody somewhere saying that, you know, it's a, any team race. And I, and I agree. Uh, I think it's going to be, Super close. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be probably the closest race in baseball. I think it's going to be hopefully the the race that people talk about the most. Not just saying it because East Coast bias, but it's <laughs> it, these teams are really good. Uh, and yeah. at the end of the day, it's not going to be by much. But the Braves, they have the experience over the last couple of years. They pull it out at the end. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, it's our Boys in our in the pinstripes, yeah. um, but uh, it, the the pitching still scares me, and, and I need mm-hmm. to see that for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have anything I disagree with with what you just said. It's 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 the Braves division to lose. At least that's what it feels like right now. But again, you know, if we revisit this over the summer, we'll you know could have a different tune. Uh, there are two wild card spots up for grabs though, uh, and for wild card spot number one. I'm giving it to your San Diego Padres because I just think that while the Dodgers will eventually win the division, uh, to me the Padres are uh, the real deal. I mean, they that they're you want to talk about rotations? You know, you Darvish I believe is going to be their opening day starter. You know, they've got a, a Snell that they got from 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 the Rays and and the the lineup with Tatis and Eric Hosmer. It's just there's there's a lot there, and I I I think they put it together, and I, I think they 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 take that first wild card spot. How about you? Uh, Tatis is my favorite player in baseball right now. Yeah, uh, he's just so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> just think 
man, I'm glad I'm not a White Sox fan because you have Mikado and you have Tatis, two guys that could have been, you know, that, that could have been your on your team. And um, it, it's tough. It's probably tough for them to watch that, but he's by far the best team in baseball. It is a two-team race in the West. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't talk about the Giants. Talk about the Rockies. Don't talk about the D-backs because <laughs> they are – they're gonna be playing golf. <laughs> they already, <laughs> they already are playing golf. They, yeah. they know it. Uh, it is probably the least competitive division. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Padres definitely made that second, that first wild card spot for me. Yeah, I, I and I, w- I wish we could say the same thing about the East, because um, I would like to discount the Nationals and Marlins, but I just I can't count them you out. Can't, the you can't. But yeah, the Nationals with the, the top three in their rotation getting older and you know Strasburg's got his injury problems and I feel like Corbin the Phillies have hit him pretty decently um but you just you can't discount that you know those top 3 and um I don't see them in the same light as the Braves and Mets I see them just a tick down uh but um and then the Marlins I, I never know I mean because the Marlins are going to win you know the Marlins might win 19 games all year but all 19 might end up against the Phillies so it's just, I mean, I, that, I think I'm going to have to name this podcast the NL East sucks, but also is the best. I don't know. It just, I hate that we're in this division, but, you know, it is what it is. And speaking of this division, looking at wildcard spot number two, uh, I'm saying right now, March 30th, 2021 at 7.01 p.m., that the winner of wildcard spot number two will be the New York Mets. I, God, I want to put the Phillies there real bad. I just, I, just there's something about that Mets team. I, I love Lindor. I think he's going to be a, a really a spark plug for that team. And then again, the rotation. Jacob DeGrom at the top is just unbeatable. I mean, that, that dude is going to be uh, just in a whole different planet when it comes to his stats. And uh, I think they're supposed to get um, – is it Syndergaard, I think, is supposed to come back in, in June or something like that? So they only have good things to look forward to. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think they edge out the Phillies for that for that wild card, that second wild card spot. And trust me, you know it. Anybody that's going to listen to this, our ramblings here is going to know that I do not want to pick this, make this decision, but I, I think the Mets end up taking that second wild card spot. How about you? Andrew? I... And going with your fighting fills. Oh, where's the oh, air horn? I'm gonna add We are going <laughs> to the playoffs. <laughs> I feel it. Um, I I just think it's gonna be neck and neck throughout the season. Uh, and I, I you know what I am saying that right now there will not be a September collapse. <laughs> There will not be a summer collapse. Is, is that because there was a summer collapse? <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew. Be positive. We are being positive right now. I've been groomed for 10 years to not be positive about this team, so I, I just I struggle I, to do it. I just think, I mean, obviously there was the collapse with Gabe Kapler. There was the collapse last year with uh, Girardi. I don't think it happens this year. Um, I think – by the end of the season, we have full stadiums. We have the full might of the fan base behind this team. And I think the veteran skipper, Joe Girardi, gets this team to the playoffs. 
Well, I love it. And I'm going to use that sound clip and that's going to be our intro and, and people are going to be hooked and we're going to have at least three listeners. I'm calling it right now. And that does not include ourselves. I'll call my aunt. So we're going to force that I'll call my aunt. <laughs> uh yeah i trust me i would love that outcome and if the phillies make the playoffs i am going to be celebrating like there's no tomorrow and then the next day we will realize that in the first game of the wild card or the one game wild card uh will be the phillies or mets depending on who or whatever the team in a scenario let's go with your scenario the phillies have to travel out to san diego and play the padres in one game so you'd be looking at if all things line up it would be nola versus darvish I take no any day of the week. That that matchup, I take take any day of the week. Uh, I, I I want to see playoff Bryce. Uh, I think Bryce is just going to come out swinging this year, um, literally and figuratively. Uh, and you know, I just I'm saying right now, we are going to the playoffs. I. So it's it, it feels like in any TV show, in any movie, in every podcast, there's a good guy and a bad guy. And you are already making yourself the good guy. And I guess oh, good. I will be the bad guy because yeah. in, that, in that game, I love Nola. Don't get me wrong. But I haven't seen him show up in a clutch situation yet for me to say that I – feel confident in that matchup. I just, with those names that the Padres have that we talked about earlier and Darvish starting it off, I I would not feel go confident going into a one-game playoff. However, don't twist that to think I won't be celebrating that entire day and 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 screaming my head off at every pitch. Um, God, I hope you're right, but I disagree. Um, and if we look at the rest of the playoffs, I think if we just want to throw out there who we kind of see going to the um, to the championship games, um, my my uh, American. You want to do the wild card for the? American oh, sure. League? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the American League wild card. Um, if we're in agreement that it's Twins Rays, then uh, how do you see that game playing out? Uh, I, I'm not in agreement with Twin Rays. I okay. I like. Um, I, I don't I don't think it's the Rays. I I think it's the Twins who continue their bad luck in the playoffs because they lose to Mike Trout and the Los Angeles Ooh. Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, I'm not hating that at all. I would love to see Mike Trout go on a little run. I mean, with all the – everything he's done, I, I think he – if anyone has earned a, a shot at the playoffs, I, I think it's him. And Yeah, I – um. Yeah, and I think if this if 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 it's not the Angels and it is the Rays, in you know, if we're talking scenarios here, I – Agree. I think the Twins' bad luck just continues, and uh, it would be the Rays moving on from there. Um, so then if we're going to the division games, um, I'm just trying to spitball here and make sure we have something close to what. So it would be in that uh, in that first division game for the American League, we'd be looking at the Yankees playing. You have the Angels winning. So Yankees-Angels, how do you see that series going? I, it's the Yankees. Like I said, I, I think the Yankees just come out with a fury, uh, and I think it lasts at least for a little bit in the playoffs. Um, you know, but I, it's it is the Yankees taking that series uh, yeah. for me. 
Yeah, I agree. Whoever whoever the Yankees take on, I, I think the Yankees make it into the uh, championship series. And then the other division game, um, again, if we're in agreement with how the divisions shake out, we'd be looking at the White Sox and the Astros. How would you see a three-game, three, three game, or I'm sorry, a best-of-five series going for those two teams? This series, I, I think, just because I, I, I think the White Sox um, will show us a little more this year. They, they showed us you know, pins and pieces last year. I think it's going to be a close series. I do think, uh, I do believe a lot in, um, you know, having experience in the playoffs. So in that case, I'm going with the Houston Astros. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll disagree a little bit here because I, I do think the White Sox would, would pull that one off. I just, I said it earlier, I like a lot of the moves they made and um, I think they had a year to gel. Uh, one thing that I didn't mention earlier that I'm, a little curious about is Tony LaRusso taking over that team because I mean, he's been out of the league for 10 years. I know he's mm-hmm. hung around and done front office stuff or uh, mm-hmm. league office stuff, but I don't know. There might be a little bit of a clash there. He's kind of old school, whereas they have a lot of young players. So, um, you know, there might be some, uh, some hoops to jump through there, but I do think that in that scenario, the White Sox would, uh, would win. So then we look, um, so looking at the National League Division Series, if so you're going with Padres over Phillies in the wild card? Mm-hmm. No, right. I'm going with I'm going with Phillies over Padres. Oh, what did I say? You said Padres over Phillies. Uh tried to trick you. <laughs> so, <laughs> if the, so if the Phillies if the Phillies uh win that wild card game, then they would likely visit the Dodgers, assuming the Dodgers have the best record. So how do you see that series playing out? <sighs> That's gonna be just a heartbreaking series. I think the the city will be on a high of beating uh, the Padres, a very talented team. But yeah, I think it's going to be you know not enough firepower to beat the Dodgers. I do think we can take them to at least six games. I, I will say that right now. We will take them to six games, um, but we will lose uh, that that You're... sixth game. You were supposed to be the good guy. What happened? <laughs> I, I can only be the good guy for so long. <laughs> so the way I see it playing out, I, I think that it's Padres over the Mets in the wild card, and I think the Padres go visit the Dodgers, and I think the Padres beat the Dodgers. I think the Padres Ooh. make it into the, the championship series uh, to play the winner of the other series, which if we agree it's Braves and Cardinals, then uh, that's the other series, Braves, Cardinals, and um, – uh, to me, this is a no-brainer, but I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you pick. Uh, it's it's to me. It is. It's still the Braves. It's yeah. still the Braves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just you know, looking here. The you know, the 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 Cardinals. They you know they they at least made the Padres fight for it with uh, Padres having to win two to one, and that's that first wild card series. Um, but I, it's just it's the Braves. The Braves, you know, they they they're going to do the same thing to St. Louis. I think they did, they did to Miami last year, which is uh, dash all hope and do a clean sweep. Yeah, yeah, I I can't disagree with that. I think the Braves in that that game would or in that series would would win it pretty handily. So now we're down to four. Your American League Championship Series looks like. Uh, the Yankees and the Astros. Where do you uh, see that one shaking out? 
Uh, it is going to be, and my friend Steve will love this, it's going to be the Bronx Bombers uh, going on to the World Series. Yep. Yeah, I, I my American League matchup, I think, uh, is Yankees and White Sox. And as much as I'd like to see the White Sox pull through here, I have to agree with you. I, I see the Yankees, um, the Yankees moving on and, and getting to the World Series again. Um, and then in the National League Championship Series, you have the Braves and the Dodgers. Little, little, um, little rematch from last year. Do you, does it go differently, or do we get uh, the Dodgers back in the World Series? I think it goes uh, slightly differently. Instead of a seven-game series, it's a six-game series, but still the end result is the same. Uh, Dodgers in six. Okay. Okay. Uh, my National League Championship series is the Padres and the Braves, and I have the Padres winning it. I, I just There's something about that team that I like a lot, a lot of young guys, a lot of veterans, and I, I, I just like the way they, they seem on paper. And, um, you know, they've, they've had their manager, Jace Tingler, I think is his name, uh, has been there for a full year. Well, if you want to call last year a full year, and he may have even been there before that. I just, um, I like the way they stack up, and, and um, I, I, I can see them pulling through and getting the World Series. Um, so we have, um, well, we both agree the Yankees in the World Series. You have uh, Yankees Dodgers. I've got Yankees Padres. Um, there's a chance we have it going the same way. What do you, what do you think of a World Series there? Uh, I, you know, I, I hinted earlier by saying that at least this far, the Yankees will prevail, but I think they hit a roadblock, Matt Roadblock being the best team in baseball uh, from start to finish. The Los Angeles Dodgers go on to win. Um, they will repeat as champions. Um, it's just, it's such a good team. It's, I love that squad. Uh, I love to hate that team too because it's, yeah. it, they're so good and you, and you want to, you, 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 you like them, but you hate them as well. You want your team to be built like them. Uh, I think the Dodgers are built for the long haul. Uh, they're going to be in the discussion for many, many years to come. Uh, and they are going to be back-to-back champs. So in, in, in my World Series, I have Yankees-Padres. Um, I think the Yankees win that. Um, I don't, I couldn't tell you how many games I think it goes right now, but just the way things are stacked up right now, I, I see the Yankees winning it all. Um, but I'm curious, going back to your Dodgers pick, let's say hypothetically they, they don't win here and they don't win another World Series with this current squad. Are you as a, If you were a Dodgers fan, would you feel a little upset that your only title in that time came in a 60-game season? Do you feel it cheapens it? Or would you look back and be okay with, with, with that? I'd be uh, distraught over it. I would, I would, <laughs> it would be if it was the Phillies in that same position. I mean, last year, say it was the Phillies last year who won the World Series, I would still be very happy, but as years went by, I would feel less and less satisfied about that mm-hmm. that that victory. Um, so, I mean, if I'm a Dodgers fan, you know, there's two things about the Dodgers fans that if they don't win a World Series in the next couple of years, there's two things that will be true. They'll leave in the fourth inning, as they usually do, and they will be upset <laughs> that they didn't win multiple titles. 
Yeah, it's it would be it would be a tough pill to swallow. Not only because you know with such a great roster and a great farm system that you only win one, but for it to come in a season like that, it's that'd be a tough pill to swallow. So, uh, but I don't like the Dodgers, so I would not shed a tear if uh, if that played out that way. Um, I think if we want to now officially really wrap this up, quickly go through kind of some of the award end of year awards and where we think they shake out. Um, American League Cy Young, I have Shane Bieber up there, but if the Yankees are really going to go into tear, there is a there is a case for Garrett Cole to um to be considered. Um, any any opinions there? Uh, Garrett Cole is is a guy that I really don't care for. Uh, just I don't know. He's just every team's got one, and for me, the Yankees <laughs> uh, have Garrett Cole. Yeah. Um. Again, a guy who I would love to have on my team, but um, mm-hmm. because he's a Yankee and because he's really good, uh, he's a guy I don't really care for. Um, I'm going to go Bieber. I'm going to go to Bieber um, to be your AO Cy Young. Uh, and then in the National League, I you're not going to get me off of the Jacob deGrom uh, bandwagon until he gets injured or something devastating happens. I just, man, watching him pitch is just... It's special. It's something that I think years from now we'll be like, wow, that's that was a hell of a name we got to see for all those years. Yeah, I mean, it is he is a special talent. Um, he's someone that is if it's possible to be a little underrated, I think he's a little underrated yeah. even still. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, he is. This one we're going to agree on, um, mm. because it's he's he's just so good, and I I you know we have a I have a repeat of Cy Young in the AL um, mm-hmm. with Bieber going back to back, which I don't know has has been done in a while. I'm trying to think the last time it happened. Yeah, I don't know. They go back to back, um, Trevor. I. You know, it's that's the only thing that worries me with the Dodgers. I don't think Trevor is going to be as good, but I do think he'll be just you know as good enough to keep the best team in baseball rolling. Um, and at the end of the day, I, it's going to be the Grom with the uh, Cy Young. Yeah, he's just yeah. I mean, we said it, he's just a special talent. And by the way, I'm I'm looking here to see the last back to back American League Cy Young winner. It was Pedro in '99 uh, and 2000. And then just before him, Clemens did it in ninety seven, ninety eight. So uh, yeah, that would be good company for for Shane Bieber to be in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, the other two were American League MVP, and I the easy pick is Mike Trout, and he is my pick. However, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone from the White Sox, a la uh, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson. I wouldn't be surprised to see someone from that team break out and and win it, but right now I'll take the uh, easy way out and I'll pick Mike Trout. Yeah, I mean, so as far as my AO MVP, it is going to be, you know, I talked about this team a lot during the course of this show um, because I I think this team is going to be, you know, have a raging comeback this year and it's going to be led by their slugger, Aaron Judge. Oh, okay. the Yankees will get an MVP again. His name will be Aaron Judge. 
that is your 2021 AL MVP for me. Yeah, no, uh, no, uh, no disagreement for me there. I, I, I could see that playing out uh, exactly that way, especially if they're going to go on a tear like uh, both of us seem to think. Uh, and the final one we'll talk about will be the National League MVP. I am expecting a repeat, and I think Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think Freddie Freeman takes it again. He is, he's a, uh, he's a special player down there in Atlanta. Again, uh, a player that, as a Phillies fan, I want to hate, um, but I've seen so many like mic'd up clips and just behind the scenes stuff of how good of a guy he is, um, which is awesome to see. Honestly, uh, the the NL MVP race for me is. Super interesting. There's so many players. Yeah, I think who could be up for this. Um, I would love for my favorite player in baseball, uh, Tatis, to win the MVP. Yeah, uh, but I do not think so. I think the best team in baseball gets the MVP as well as the World Series title, and it's because Mookie Betts will win mm. the MVP. Yeah, that's totally fair. And somehow his name did not come to mind when I was thinking of this, but. Yeah, hundred percent fair. I don't. I don't think any of the uh, names we've brought up for these uh, four awards. I don't. I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I think Mookie has against him is that he has teammates who can definitely, you know, fight for votes away from him. Yeah. Um. You know, the, it's much easier for let's say a guy like Juan Soto mm. in Washington, who's he will win his share of MVPs. I I firmly believe that. Um, but I also don't think that he, I think what he has going for him is he doesn't have, um, sort of that star power to that level around him in Washington to sort of take votes away from him. Yeah. Um, so he would be also a good pick. Um, but I think at the end of the day, uh, Mookie, went, Mookie gets the MVP. Man. And just, just as you're saying that I'm thinking of the East, I mean, the East has so many players that. Just, oh, Acuna, yeah. you have Lindor, you have Harper, mm-hmm. you have, you know, JT to some extent. Yeah. It's just so many people. Pete Alonzo, you can go, you can go Conforto. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's more, you, now you get into the dark horses with like Alonzo and Conforto and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but still, the guys who will get votes, maybe not a lot, but it's, it's, the, the NL is, I believe, very well stacked, and it's going to be an interesting race. Well, we are uh, an hour closer to opening day now that we're uh, we're at the end here. Any uh, you want to you want to guess a score for uh, for opening day? <sighs> Let's see here. I am going to guess that your fighting fills will be victorious in a six to three win. Excellent. I uh, I will agree that because they need something this year, and I, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs yet, but I think they take opening day, and I think they do it in style. I think it's a – let's go with a 12-5 to 5 win. I think – uh, yeah, I think they open the floodgates a little bit, and they, uh, they get started hot. Um, hey, hey, we talked about it earlier. You know, we are <laughs> – we love uh, blowouts, so I would not turn down a blowout win on opening day. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that will uh, that'll do it here for whatever this is. I guess we'll call it a podcast, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll just a fun time with friends. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
you know, if we need to come up with a name at some point, we will. But right now, it's just a thing. Uh, so, Bob, thank you very much for uh, for doing this with me and allowing me to kind of just uh, throw words at you. And, and you responded, which I think that's what they call a human conversation. So I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, if you're just listening to this, uh, he's actually throwing words at me. He's writing them on pieces of paper. And he's throwing <laughs> them up and he's throwing them at me all the whole time we were here. Virtually. Um, Virtually. Yes, but, you know. Thank you for you know including me in this. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we do it again. Yeah, I, w- I would like to, and and then when the Phillies end up disappointing us and we we quit cold turkey, I think everyone will understand. You can do a drunk episode. We just get drunk and just and just cry about them. Well, everybody, uh, hopefully you uh, either you got tickets or you're going to be in attendance somehow, or you're watching on TV. Hopefully everybody enjoys opening day, and um, we will talk to you soon. Thanks everyone for listening.